Hey, and welcome to today's episode where our somatic experiencing therapist, Kira, is here to hold space for you. I hope that these exercises help you. Enjoy. So the topic of grief, you know, this grief is a felt experience. It is, it's a full bodied experience. Different people, different traditions have different ways of handling grief. I'm here in the United States and our culture really doesn't honor uh, transitions or rites of passages in the same ways that other cultures do. What I mean by that is, for example, death is something that is taboo, but yet is constantly happening. I mean, last night here in San Diego, there was this like brilliant uh, storm and then it cleared up and then there was like this sunset, but actually the beautiful part wasn't over the ocean. It was actually east looking at the clouds. And um, my husband and I went for a walk to look at that. And, you know, the clouds were just so lit up. I'll, I'll paste a picture in the, in the comments if I can. But we said like, wow, like it's so beautiful. We were taking pictures, just like couldn't stop looking. And then, then it was gone. And um, I was kind of jokingly, but seriously said like, yeah, that's kind of how death is. It's like there, we're there, and then we're gone. And, you know, this is a very natural part of our life, beginnings and endings. It's just, it's an ebb and a flow. And unfortunately, many of us don't have the tools or the support that we need to transition through these times. So I just really want to normalize and acknowledge um, Desiree, I hope I'm saying your name right, and anyone else in this group who's like, yeah, wow, grief, that's a heavy one. Um, it's, it's very natural, it's very healthy, and it's something that is so overwhelming because we don't know how to deal with it. So you're not alone. Even if we did have all the tools, it's still a very big guttural experience. So I'd love to share a, a little bit about um, what might be helpful while transitioning through grief. First and foremost, I can't speak highly enough of having an attuned, empathic, present person to be able to work through stuff with. Um, I'm not using the word therapist or psychotherapist or you know any of those uh, terminologies because this person could be a friend. This person could be a, a family member. This person might be um, a neighbor. I mean, it doesn't have to be a licensed professional. However, I, I highly recommend it if if that's within your means, because, you know, sometimes it's hard on our friends or family members to always hold that space for us, but there's nothing at all wrong with that. If, if you happen to have one of those people in your life, totally fine. And there are many phenomenal therapists out there. And even in rewire community, we have um, quite a few to choose from. So keep talking about it, keep moving through it. Grief is something that lives in the body. So Talking about it is great. And a lot of my work, even body-based therapy is talk. However, it also comes out in ways that we don't expect, like in our body. Um, you know, we might find ourselves having tons of energy one day and not very much energy the next. So meet yourself where you're at each and every day, no matter if it's a really hard day or a really good day. 
and let yourself trust your body. Check in with your body. It can be overwhelming to constantly be checking in with your body when you're transitioning through something really big like grief. But maybe, you know, each evening, give yourself a 10-minute window. Put your timer on, you know, whether it's on your phone or using an app like Insight Timer. Give yourself like five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And just check in and have like this, uh, you know, chunk of time in your day to set aside and be with your grief, uh, whether it's, you know, journaling and having, uh, you know, your favorite pen in front of you, whether it's um, setting up like an altar. It's always really nice to create sacred space when we're going through a transition and just sitting with, with this space that you may create, seeing, you know, each day you might want to add to the altar. You might want to have different activities on the altar. Maybe you're just praying, having it as a space to, um, talk to those people that you've lost, or, you know, if it's an experience that you've lost. Um, I have quite a few friends that are going through, I guess, the made into mother journey, we would call it. Like they're having children for the first time. And of course, they're overjoyed to have children. But even, you know, losing your independence as um, a maiden, a, a woman with no children is a loss. So I really want to normalize that. There's space for grieving things we don't even realize we're losing. So it's very normal. <laughs> I really want to, I really want to, to support that uh, in this in this share today. So uh, yep, yeah, so journaling, uh, making an altar, uh, dance, uh, music, really big, uh, you know, rhythmic sounds can feel so good. Just letting your body move and it might not be pretty, it might not make sense, it might get messy and snotty, but it might get loud, maybe there's uh, sounds that need to come through. But giving yourself this space to just like be, however it is. Maybe it'll look like you uh, laying on the ground crying, you know? I mean, that's that's part of it too. But, you know, grief can be overwhelming, like I said, and all-encompassing and kind of like feel like the end of you, which in some ways it is because it's a very purifying experience. But if you can create chunks of time, I, I can't, you know, recommend that highly enough. Um, it helps clear it out and keep it moving. You know, grief doesn't like to be still and stagnant. That is when it starts to get hard, um, actually hard in our bodies, like tension. And it's when we start to feel a little bit calloused towards the world. As painful, as vulnerable, as challenging as the softness and the emotions can be, you know, even finding little pockets of um, being with that is so valuable. So that's kind of like the flow part of grief, um, just to keep it going. Not necessarily constantly. However, there might be days where you do want to just, you know, keep letting it flow. But finding at least times to keep it moving. So the next part, and it's pretty brief, so we're good on time, <laughs> that um, I want to mention is support, resources, and containment. Support, we kind of touched on with having a safe uh, a felt sense of safe, but also physically safe, attuned other. Uh, also, 
resources could be uh, the therapist that we touched on. Resources could be identifying what makes you feel better. Not all the way better maybe, but a little bit better. I feel much better when I sit on the couch, eat oatmeal and watch a rom-com with my dog. Great, let's like write that down and remember that because you're gonna have hard days when you need to come back. Maybe a resource is um, a memory, going back to a memory that you went on, um, you know, a trip with some of your best friends and you guys just laughed and had good times and, you know, being able to see that while that might not be happening right now, it can absolutely happen again. So having these resources, we did an exercise, I think it was last, maybe a couple weeks ago called Anchor of Safety. Having these anchors of memories, tools, resources that you can come back to when things do feel really hard, when it is feeling really turbulent and you need something to kind of like pull you back to, to not just have like that cyclical crying and not just feel like lost in the deep end of the pool. Okay. So I can't stress enough that these resources don't have to be black and white. Now I'm devastated. Now I'm perfect. A tool and a resource could be something as simple as I feel really good when you hold my hand. Can you come over and hold my hand to a friend? Um, or I feel a little bit better when I uh, walk down and, uh, you know, smell the ocean air or make my favorite cup of tea. Okay. Little bit better. Micro changes sometimes is, is how much better we're looking at for the resources. It doesn't have to be the best day of my life. It could just be slightly more comforted. Okay. And then for containment, similar to resources, but containment, we're looking for ways to help feel yourself again and help feel like you can manage and contain these big experiences. This can look a lot of different ways. One of my favorite, these, I'm going to give some physical ideas. Um, one of my favorites is the weighted blanket. Um, I don't know if you can see it behind me on my couch. That blue thing is a weighted blanket. Putting a weighted blanket on you. I'll share one right now. Actually, I have another one. It's uh, the self-hug. And if you are a frequent watcher of these, then you'll know it. But what we're going to do is actually put our dominant hand under our opposite armpit and then put the other hand on the opposite shoulder. <sighs> and then just settle into that. Notice how that feels in your body. And I can immediately feel myself breathe deeper. There's a settling down into my belly right now. And I love this one because, well, we don't always have someone else available to hug us. And when there's really big emotions, this really reminds me and reminds us that we're still here. We're still present. This, this too shall pass, okay? I'm just taking a few moments with this. And there might be other ways of containment that work really well for you. One that a lot of people like is just like getting into bed and feeling all kind of similar to the weighted blanket, but feeling all those like heavy covers on you. Um, if you have someone that you feel comfortable with, like maybe just like that big bear hug from someone else. And it doesn't have to be physical. There might be ways to offer containment. 
that you already integrate into your life. The technique of setting a timer for checking in and like really being with the grief, that's a way to offer containment. There's a beginning, there's kind of an end, and there's, you know, the grief part in the middle. Another thing for uh, that I forgot to mention for resources is, you know, make a list of of what you do have. What are the what are the parts of your life that are working? Okay. Uh, again, maybe keeping it small and simple in the beginning. It could be I have a house over. I have a roof over my head. I ate breakfast today, and um, I'm gonna go on a walk later today. And you know what? That's pretty cool. I've got that going for me. So be as easy on yourself as possible. I can breathe fresh air right now. There's water coming out of my pipes. The sun is out. Um, the air is pretty clear today. You know, find simple things to be grateful for and to just acknowledge. And then I have a favorite poem. It might make me cry that I love for the topic of grief. Some of you might know this poem. It's really sweet. So sit back and let yourself enjoy it if you want to close your eyes. Oh, okay, it's called Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes. Over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. Calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things by Mary Oliver. I just, oh, sorry. I want to give us a moment of silence actually before I fill it with my voice. I'm just taking a moment to let that wash over you and notice how it feels. If there's any emotions or memories, anything that's present, just letting it be here in the ways that feel comfortable. I can feel a lot of a lot of emotion here and my belly feels really soft and just tender right now. <sighs> okay. So I really like to share that poem literally all the time, but especially with the body-based work that I do and on the topic of grief because um, it talks about this kind of like tenderness and softness that our body has and like the knowing but the not knowing and acknowledging of the expansiveness and the interconnection of it all. And maybe it has a completely different meaning for you, but those are the things that really touch me about that poem and it's just so sweet. Oh, sorry, before we end, I'm such a talker. Um, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, even just talking about this and starting to touch on the grief today, 
some stuff might be moving for you this afternoon. I know I certainly feel a lot more tender and open and sensitive than when we started. So, you know, this body-based work is sneaky, powerful. It touches us even when we don't realize it. So be extra tender, extra gentle with yourself. If you, you know, notice yourself being more emotional, more irritable, just be with whatever comes up. Um, I can't recommend highly enough journaling, you know, if you start having thoughts or feelings coming through and like always, always, you know, you can reach out if you want to book a, a private rewire session too. So sending everybody lots of love and hugs. Take good care. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this video. If you enjoy this video and you are interested in learning more about our multimodality approach to healing the nervous system, through different types of therapies, including Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, drama therapy, somatic experiencing therapy, polyvagal techniques. You can go ahead and click on the link below the video so that you can learn more. Wishing you a beautiful day.